0: Whether one swore one of the four types of oaths mentioned in the previous chapter by himself, or whether an, an oath was administered by others, and he replied, Amen, so be it. Even if the person who caused him to swear was a, a non-Jew or a child, and he answered uh, in, in the affirmative with Amen, Chayev, he is liable. Whoever answers Amen after the oath, it is as if he would have pronounced the oath with his own mouth. It's both if he actually says Amen or anything that uh, means the same thing as Amen. For example, if he said yes, or I am obligated in this oath, I've accepted upon myself this oath, and anything like this in any language. Uh, It's as if he would have swore concerning any matter, whether it's uh, so as he's liable to flogging or a liability to bring a sacrifice. Whether he swore himself or somebody else administered the oath, using the explicit name of Hashem. Which is either the name Yudke Vavke or perhaps all of the seven names that can't be erased. One of the descriptive terms used for Hashem that we praise Hashem with. For example, if we swore uh, the one whose name is g- the gracious one, the one whose name is the compassionate one, the one whose name is long-suffering, the like. In any language, then it's an absolute oath. Um, similarly, if you use the expressions, an oath with the expression of Allah or Arur, which means a kind of curse, that too is considered an oath. Provided that he mentions the name of Hashem or a descriptive term concerning Hashem. How so? Olu May it be cursed, or may it be uh, a Allah a upon uh, such and such uh, by Hashem, or by the one whose name is Hanun, Olu Mishishmo Rachum. Or by the one whose name is Rachum. Uh, so a curse should fall on the person who eats this and this thing. And he eats it. Uh, then he swore falsely. And B'Shamin the same would be true in any of the other varieties of oaths that we described previously in the last chapter. If he says, an oath in Hashem, or in the one whose name is Hanun, that I should not eat, or if he said, if he swore in the name of Hashem that this is a woman and it is a man, that I don't know you anything, and he does. you I don't know such and such a testimony, and he does know. In all these cases, he's liable. These are the different kinds of oaths that were described in the previous chapter. If he used the expression Allah or, 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 or the curse or the oath, and he mentioned no name of God nor any descriptive term, then he is forbidden to do what he swore, um, but he doesn't get flogged nor does he have to bring a sacrifice. Uh, if he transgresses his oath, it has to either have one of the explicit names of Hashem or one of the descriptive terms as we've explained. Not only the expression Shvua, but any other descriptive term that uh, refers to an elf is considered like an elf. For example, if the people in that place uh, didn't speak clearly, they called shkuka. They used to call a shvua, shvusa, or shkuka, or they were um, Aramaic speakers. that uh, the uh, term for oath in Aramaic is mamasa. and those who don't speak clearly, uh, they distort the Aramaic, and instead of momosa, uh, they say moha. Since he used an expression. That implies an oath. He is liable just like somebody would have used the expression of shavua, an oath. Somebody says no, no, two times like an oath, or yes, yes, and he mentions the name of Hashem or a description of Hashem. That is like an oath. If he says, uh, by the right hand of Hashem, it's an oath. Or by the left, that's an, uh, that's considered an oath too. Hashem swears with his right hand and with his uh, mighty arm. He uses the expression, which means an expression, that I shall not do such and such. And he mentions a name or a descriptive term that it is considered an oath. The advance brings down that This is only as far as an oath goes, but if he said only one time, if he mentioned Hashem's name, even though it's not considered an oath as far as being flogged, but he must keep his word, as mentioned previously, and it's a prohibition not to, as we said before, by an oath without Hashem's name. Zion Amar Isol Hashem, if he said this is a prohibition uh, unto Hashem or unto the one whose name is Hanun, that I should do such and such, or I shouldn't do such and such. Since he used an expression of an oath, that this thing should be permitted, or that he should do it, or shouldn't do it, that it is like an oath. As he heard his friend swearing, since he neither expressed the oath, nor did his friend administer the oath, he was swearing himself, He's a potter, he's not liable. This is known uh, as holding on to an oath, and that is uh, not liable. Tezvachinim he swore shlo all that he wouldn't eat this meat. Then he said, "And this bread has the status of this meat." He's not liable on the bread. He did not um, express the term uh, an oath with his mouth, but he just connected it with the previous oath now even though he wouldn't be liable to flogging or a sacrifice but the oath is valid insofar as that he's forbidden to eat uh, that, uh, that bread that he um, connected with the oath somebody wanted to make an oath he decided he wouldn't eat today we wouldn't drink or this is forbidden with an oath but he never expressed it with his mouth with his lips then it's permitted. Shinemar, as it says, the he pronounces with his lips. The one who swears is not liable until he expresses the oath verbally with his lips. If he decided to swear, but he mispronounced and he said something else uh, that wasn't in his heart, it's permitted. Ketah, for example, if he intended to swear, by when it When he made the oath, he slipped and he said he wouldn't eat by Shimon. He may eat with Ruben because he never said that he wouldn't, even though he had it in mind. He may eat with Shimon. Shimon was not in his heart. The same with other oaths. he's not liable until his mouth and heart are equal. If one person swore that he wouldn't eat today and he did eat, and they warned him, and he said, I meant today that I wouldn't go out. And by mistake I said eating. That I never intended with my heart. Then he doesn't get flogged. Until he admits in the presence of witnesses before he eats that uh, he swore with the intention of eating. That was his oath. Or he accepted the warning when they said, uh, watch out. And during the time that he was being warned he didn't claim that he made a mistake. They said to him, well, watch out, you're going to be liable if you eat because you're making an oath. And he didn't object. Even though he claims afterwards, then Shammu would not listen to him. And they warned the said, that he says, I uh, I never um, swore or made an oath for this thing that you, that you say you warned me against. Amar, ken or another case where he says, uh, after they testified that he swore or made a vow, and then he says, yes, it was so, but I never had that in mind. I said it, but I didn't have it in mind. Or I had a certain condition on this vow. In all of these cases, in Shamallah, we don't listen to him. Veloke, gets flogged. Gimel, Kiyotsevo, a similar case, they said to him, your wife made a vow, he said, I had in mind to nullify the vow, and I did. Shalom we listened to him. If uh, they said to him, she vowed, and he says, oh no, she didn't. Once they testified that this was the case, then he said, believe oh, I intended in my heart to nullify it, and shalom we don't listen to him. If he intended in his heart not to eat wheat bread, and he swore but only said bread, then he may not eat wheat bread, because when we say bread, uh, that, that usually include that usually means wheat bread. Wheat bread is just called bread. Someone and said, I swear not to you today, and according to you, what you have in mind, I swear. Then he can't say, I have such and such in my heart, because he, he made it dependent on what they had in mind. Because he didn't swear on his own mind, but on the mind of others. Since his mouth and the hearts of the other people who he swore according to their mind was equal, Chayvi is liable. Because their heart takes the place of his, because that's the condition of his vow. This would be true of other forms of oath as well. Therefore, when the judges uh, administer an oath to someone, they say to him, uh, You are being this, administered the oath not by what you have in mind, but, but, but by what we have in mind. So he can't um, undo the oath uh, by making some kind of trick and having something else in mind. If someone swore an oath and his heart and mouth were equal in the oath, And after uh, this was forbidden, he immediately changes his mind within the amount of time it takes to greet your your teacher. That's the amount of time that it takes to say uh, greetings or peace unto you, teacher. It's not enough, he said within that amount of time. I regretted it. I changed my mind. Or similar things which is undoing what he forbade. So it is permitted. uproots the yoke. She said, "Dom That's similar to a mistake, since he corrected himself immediately. change your mind, or let be permitted to you, and the like." and he accepted it within the the amount of time of the greeting from them. he said, "Hey, yes. So I changed my mind, or the like." It is permitted. However, if it's after the amount of time that it takes to greet, he can't change his mind anymore. If he swore and he changed his mind only mentally in his heart within the talker of he cannot do that. That's nothing. Change your mind. It should be permitted to you. It should be forgiven to you. And he accepted the words only in his heart within the amount of time that it takes to greet. This is nothing. He has to express the regret of the oath verbally, just like the oath itself.